0: Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Mind Affinity Podcast. Today's episode is part two of my chat with Lydia Lee. At the end of part one, we were talking about that voice of doubt. And Lydia was just getting into talking about how we can manage that and what work needs to be done. So we'll rejoin that conversation right after this. The mind is capable of amazing things, and yet so many people use that immense power to hold themselves back. Imagine what you could achieve harnessing that power and using it to push yourself forward. This is the Mind Affinity Podcast, the place for advice and inspiration to help you empower yourself.
1: It's hard. It's hard hearing that voice all the time, you know, and if it isn't all the time, or even if it's once in a while, it's enough doubt. It's enough insecurity to start feeding or start like snowballing down into something bigger and something that it doesn't have to be and i think the the magic i think is in the autonomy though is teaching them the you know like for for myself anyways as a coach right that it's showing them okay yes something broke down at this point right but can you take the steps now to to reel back and say see where where it happens, and then what needs to be done and then all the what needs to be done is this is the work that we have done together, like myself and my archer, right? Mm. You've given them the tools, you've given them all of the 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 trip, the tricks, the tips, the hints, and they they then are like, okay, well, I've got not just one. It's not you know, I I don't have just this one one size fits all tool that's going to fix everything, right? It's a plethora of of um. Different ways to handle it. And I think um, yes, we can feel like that, but I think it's about feeling at that moment accepting where you're at, accepting it as the as that emotion of whatever it is that you're feeling, if it's self-doubt, if it's you know insecurity about the relationship that you have with them. And then saying, okay, well, if it's coming up more than once, is it something then that I have to address? Right. Is it something that I then have to go and talk to? Like, should I am I confident enough to go and talk to them about it and say, well, you know, did you guys know? Well, I don't know if you would have done that, but you know, did you guys know I had this or you know on my own? And you know, that that made me feel this way. And and I think that's the thing with groups that you feel that you're tight in with that everyone just feels that, oh, well, we just all know how each other thinks and talks yeah. because we've hung out so much together,
0: right? Oh, do you know, a, a really great example of that, um, is is I'm a very positive, supportive, friendly, welcoming person and I like to make sure everyone feels supported. That being said, I also have a wicked sense of humour sometimes and um, I... I can be quite fast-witted and and sometimes use that as friendly banter to tease people. Mm. Now I'm I'm very much more aware of how and when I do that and use that because it really can have an impact that you just wouldn't perceive and wouldn't see. But it reminds me of a particular friend of mine who um you know, still very nice for her, still absolutely there for her, and still very supportive of her. Um it uh, and I want to use the phrase when it mattered um but who am I to judge when it's important for that person right um and so we had a Mm -hmm. bit of friendly banter and I would tease her a bit and then on one occasion she came up to me and she said actually Duncan I I feel I want to have a conversation with you about this and and you know I, I feel bad about having this conversation but actually I'm not I'm not sure you really understand and I don't know if you mean it and and I feel quite worried about some of the stuff that you say um and you know my response instantly was a word that I won't say on this podcast um but uh, oh wow I did not even anticipate or see that and actually for me the fact that I involve you in that level of banter shows a level of respect because i i only reserve that for people who i am close enough to and feel um that they're within that inner circle you know and so therefore they know that i wouldn't say it if i didn't meet, if i actually meant it it would be a very different conversation or it wouldn't be said and but that was all it, it's almost as if i had a contract in my head of of the agreement of this is what our friendship is and this is how it works she'd never signed that right she'd never seen that um and and like thankfully she did come forward and 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 start this conversation and straight away as soon as she saw my reaction her her entire body language changed and she just went i'm so glad you've said that i i i feel so silly now i said no no don't feel silly i mean you can you feel however you want to feel but but you have no reason to feel silly like i feel really bad for a for perpetrating that and and not recognizing sooner or not recognizing mm. until you made it obvious to me that there was a potential issue there you know um mm. impact versus intent is an interesting thing and and within group dynamics yeah like you say it's really easy to make assumptions about oh well they must know that i'm only joking or they must feel this way because i feel this way and this is what the group's about but actually that's not always communicated <laughs> and and you can really cause some problems sometimes by making those assumptions, right?
1: Absolutely. So would you then have, like, do you think, had she not brought that up with you, would that have just carried on as is? Like, you know, you wouldn't have. Uh,
0: So I guess I can't really say with any certainty, because until mm, a situation you unfolds, know. you don't know how a situation will unfold. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to think that I would have noticed, but clearly I hadn't done by that point, And it got to the point where she had to speak about it. So it would be very easy. Mm-hmm. I think it would be wrong of me to assume that I would have noticed it. Um, I'm really grateful mm-hmm. that she came forward and had that conversation. And I think that's something that made it easier is that I am, it, my friends and I, your close friends that I have there's always an openness there a level of openness and honesty Um, and actually like I still tease her her terribly now but (laughs) when I do that I take time to check in with her and actually she really kind of appreciates it because every time I insult her now insult her that's maybe an exaggeration every time you know I, I tease her now on something she smiles because she knows that that's actually a sign of respect. And it means that I perceive her as being a strong person. Um, But I am obviously not just towards her, but as a result of that far more mindful in general um, Mm -hmm. of of how my impact isn't always the same as my intent.
1: And how often do you think people do that? Like actually do the check-in, you know? Like, obviously, I think in light of... A lot of the stuff coming out with like Me Too movement and, you know, other various movements around kind of, you know, autonomy of body and self. Like, I think how often do we do that just amongst our friends, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't, probably nowhere near often enough. Um, and I guess, you know, it's, I think the challenge is that the, places where it's easiest to have that kind of conversation are the places where you're more likely to already be open and understanding and having those conversations. Mm. Actually, I think it's the places where you wouldn't think about it that maybe deserve more focus. I don't know mm-hmm. what the answer is to that challenge there, but I think that's part of the challenge.
1: Yeah, definitely. But you hit on a really key point there about opening the communication channels, though. Yeah. All right? Right. And I think that's, that's a, that's a big focus. And I think that's something that everybody should be doing, whether they're coaches or not.
0: Oh, absolutely. Even if that communication, I I think it's about internal communication as well. I think listening to ourselves Mm. is something that we, we often forget to do. We get busy with everything else and, and focused on so many other things because there's so much going on, right? Uh, and so many things requiring and and requesting our attention. Actually, it's really easy to forget or to gloss over taking that time to actually pay attention to oneself and to, to check in, as it were, in, as I do with that friend, for example, mm. to check in with ourselves too.
1: Absolutely. And I think that... Um... I don't know I think it's something in archery as itself because I think with coaches it's that whole function of I'm teaching a skill
0: Mm.
1: right whereas for myself personally what I've learned as a coach is you can draw so much more out of that person if you see them as the whole that it's not you're not just coaching that one little skill that you've taught them right and opening up helping them to open up to listen to what's going on inside and to see where that self-doubt is coming from to help improve their technique then is you wouldn't have i wouldn't have known right had i not started that conversation with them to see okay well what is actually going on in your head when this is happening Mm -hmm. right and I don't know, I would personally like to see a lot more of that roundedness in sports coaching coming out rather than this division and the separation that's somehow happened in the industry where, you know, you have sports psychology and then you have sports coaching. Yeah. So how can you divide the two?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I com- completely agree. And I, th- I think that's often the case in, in many walks of life as well. We're so quick to put things in boxes and categorize things. And that's okay, Um, so long as we understand that any label that we give something is just that. It's a label, it's a way of making a quick categorization and it doesn't actually create any real confines. You know, it's not like now that I've given it this label, everything needs to fit inside the box that's got that label.
1: Hmm.
0: it's like business coaching as well because I I work with clients who are business owners a lot of my clients are business owners I help the individual as a result the business grows (laughs) I don't call myself a business coach I'm not a business coach Um, but what I can coach you on is everything you need now in this moment and what you decide to do in the future moments that come so in a rather flippant way, I don't care whether it was one big thing or lots of different things. What I care about is how can I help that person to, to change that, to, to let go of the stuff that they've taken on board and recognize that they already have the control there to grab hold of to, to change the outcome going forward.
1: That's a, that's a really good way to say it. I think the reason that I had a big focus on the age group that I'm trying to target mm-hmm. is for maximum impact at the stage actually influence something, yeah. you know. And I feel that be, probably because of my experience and then my daughter's as well, too, that it feels, okay, well, what if you gave them those tools at that stage to then build it up and to take through you know Mm -hmm. would that then change come high school years would they then reflect back on the tools that they had then and draw on that strength and would that then you know have a knock-on effect as they get older and that well that's my hope anyway
0: absolutely Um, i'm i'm fully on board with that so so my my answer and yours go hand in hand you know the the idea that i would start right now Mm -hmm. um Well, isn't it better if right now started 10 years ago, (laughs) you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 30 years ago, (laughs) the second best time is right now, you know? So yeah, of course, if you can get in there and, and give them that awareness and understanding of the control they already have now, Mm. um, then they're not going to need me later. So please keep going. Put me out of a job. (laughs)
1: Oh, that is funny. And do you do you then help the people that you're working with to to develop that autonomy and that sense of kind of you know direction? Oh hell
0: yeah! I, I don't want I don't want anyone being reliant on me. You know I don't I don't have all the answers. I have the questions, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I don't have all the answers, and it's not my place to. And like you know the the, the biggest downside of my original business model is that people get better and then they don't come back and that's a great problem to have right um you know my my aim is not to be working with someone for an extended length of time but some of the people that i work with absolutely want and need that um Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's actually just about the ongoing coaching element of it. So, so obviously with the therapy, it's a bit different. Um, Mm. and then that quite often then leads into kind of a a coaching relationship going forward. That can be more longer term because it's about, you know, regularly having that sounding board and, 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 but, but my, Mm. my biggest success is my main focus is absolutely to get to the people, to the point where they don't need me because no one needs a therapist. No one needs a coach. Like, and, and, and I'm not saying that flippantly. I work with people who really, really have struggled for a long time. And I'm so glad that I can be there to help guide them through it. Mm-hmm. But I say that no one needs it because actually we all have the ability to overcome the challenges because we've created those challenges. Now, that's not me blaming the victim who's been through some really... Ex- stuff um, and and actually no matter how minor or extreme it may be in the grand scale the biggest thing that's ever happened to you as an individual is the biggest thing that you've ever had to deal with so it's huge regardless um, mm-hmm. but but how you respond to that and what you do with that is is the mm-hmm. key so many of the challenges that we come across aren't even a reality. They're all thought, they're all a projection that we've created. Um, you know, when we talk about problems, we tend to talk about big problems and small problems. It's like, well, who decides where the line is between those two, right? That's, that's just an idea that we have. And that's probably slightly different for every individual there'll be some people that look at what i would consider to be a, a huge problem and go yeah been there done that <laughs> and then there'll be other people who would look at a molehill and and absolutely see it as a mountain no one's right or wrong in fact every, every or arguably everyone's right for themselves because that's the reality they're creating because that's their perception of it so I lost track of exactly why I'm waffling on about all of this. But, you know, the point is that behind that, we we the, the challenges are real. The barriers are real because we've created them for ourselves, which means that we can uncreate them just as easily and create a different reality based on simply our thoughts alone
1: absolutely and this is why i was saying just earlier that i don't understand why coaching in itself sports coaching has divided this like that division because i find that if i don't know this side to that like to coaching in itself i can't be the best coach to my archers Mm -hmm. right so i've from my own personal like readings and my own philosophy. And that's where I draw everything from. And, you know, it's not through Archery GB's coaching co- courses that I've, you know, decided, okay, well, I really do need to teach my archers breathing techniques because mm-hmm. they are not going to be able to, you know, physically be, you know, or they need to come up with physical techniques to calm their nerves in a like a very short time as they're about to go and shoot. Right. so. These aren't things that are taught. And I'm like, well, why aren't they? Why has this separation come about? And then, and for me personally, it's great to find people like yourself then that I can talk to about this other side that is the whole person development, mm. right? And then recognizing, well, if more people did this you'd have a whole generation of like footballers who are great <laughs> and are well-rounded and you know, oh, they've definitely. they've had that coaching. Cool
0: when, when I used to do judo, um, I think martial arts can be a great example of this. I gained mm. so much um, understanding and benefit from martial arts that was not about how to throw someone, you know, or or, or anything to do with the actual physical confrontation of it. Um, you know, the, the, the respect and the etiquette and the... Um, technique and the flow and the discipline self-discipline um all of that was far more beneficial than this is how you trip someone over on a mat you know (laughs) and and uh, you know archery ultimately is a martial art isn't it yeah
1: it's definitely it it has all of those aspects right so a big focus that i work on is how to get to that no mind state that flow state right and where because there's a fine balance between being hyper alert to what your body's doing and not enough stimulation Mm -hmm. so that you're not alert enough that you're not sorry I I guess I can't say it on here but you know you don't give to uh so there's there's that middle ground then where everything just seems to work right you you've internalized the muscle memory and it can do it on your body knows what it needs to do. And now it's up to you to work on the head part so that your head doesn't get in the way. And I think that part is not focused enough, unfortunately, in at least my sport.
0: Mm. So what's the key to that? Like a big question, but what's, what's the key to, <laughs> to finding that space where the head doesn't get in the way?
1: So I think, for archery itself you need to get that muscle memory drilled in so that you're not having to think about the technique anymore that it is automatic or instinctive or intuitive all the different fancy words that archers like to use Mm -hmm. um and once your body can do it without you having to think about doing it then that's when you get into the flow state because otherwise you're your head gets in the way and you're analyzing every single step and and at the beginning you do need that right so at the beginning as with all coaching I think you're very instructional as opposed to questioning right so there does come a point where with an archer they are proficient enough that I no longer have to tell them or show them I can now ask them because they've learned all the stuff that they need to
0: right yeah. So rather than, uh, you just need to, I don't know. I was going to try and give an archery example there um, and realize that I'd probably sound like a fool because you know what you're talking about. And I don't, uh, I was going to say something like, rather than saying just move the elbow position slightly. I don't know if yeah. That, yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's going to shift. Every, I, I, in fact, I imagine something as simple as just rotate your foot a little bit more can probably change everything as far as a shot goes. Right. So okay. you go from, instructing them to adjust that foot so that they can feel the difference to asking them what can you change about your posture right
1: now Mm -hmm. absolutely because they know now they know what works and they know they know what's the optimum and that's not to say that every archer gets to be that performance archer right not every archer out there is even interested in becoming an olympic uh, athlete or you know they all have their own individual goals but It's about teaching them something that is repetitive and that they can repeat, right? They know how to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And that technique and methodology is doable and consistently doable.
0: A a thought that comes to my mind as we're talking about that is, I don't know if you've, watched rugby I don't know if that's something you're particularly interested in Um, but Johnny Wilkinson used to be uh, an England kicker and he's a perfect example of that state and you see him just before his kick and he puts his hands together and he does that cute little tappy dance I call it like where he moves his feet Um, and you can see you can watch the moment on his face where he changes from I'm getting into focus to yes I'm just in the zone and you can almost kind of breathe out with him as he does it and you can see that he's re, he's in that state there and he's achieved that zone isn't it brilliant when you yep. it must it must be amazing Absolutely. for you as a coach when you see people that you've been working with find that state for themselves
1: definitely and it's that's the ultimate rewarding part and i think all not only that part but actually the community then that's been created because of that relationship right mm-hmm. Because it's never, like I was going back to the idea that the commonality is the loneliness. And I think that that perhaps that's why a lot of groups like, you know, I hear a lot of doctors saying, you know, they get patients in they just want to come and have a chat because they don't have anyone else that they can go and have a chat with, mm. right? And it's like, well, how is it that the world is such a lonely place that you can't make time to, to have that community, right? And then you're building that, you're building those relationships to have that. And I and, I mean, I can see it with yourself and your group that you're building there as well too, right? It's not just about the one individual who's joined that just wants to have a chat with you. It's you're starting the conversation with everybody and everyone feels that, oh, well, you know, they're commenting and they're seeing, they're seeing that they're relatable. They're seeing you know, that they're hearing these types of podcasts they're listening to your lives and they're getting to know each other. And that relationship then builds not only amongst like between you and the individual but also the individual and the community that you've created around it
0: and you know that's really nice to hear because that's absolutely what especially the Facebook group uh, empower yourself and others search for it on Facebook um that's that's absolutely what it's all about it is about trying to and succeeding in in creating that community where because you know some of the people that I work with but also some of the people that um, you know have no interest in working with me that's fine as well really are just looking for people that they can connect to and I just I want it to be a space where people can just be themselves and 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 that will mean that for some people they get put off or turned off from that person that's fine Um, but for other people they'll become more attracted to that person and it's about just helping to build a community in those relationships. Well, Lydia, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. We've, uh, we've we'd nearly run out of time. It's just gone so quickly. Um, so in the very brief moment that we've got left, what one message do you want to share with the world or at least the small percentage of the world that's listening to my podcast right now?
1: That confidence is in you. And it can, it can be drawn out and it's up to you how you want to that to be coming out and that change can happen when you want it to.
0: Awesome. Lydia, again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great having you on the show and I look forward to catching up with you again soon.
1: Thanks Duncan. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning into the mind affinity podcast if you've enjoyed this episode then head to mindaffinity.co.uk where you can find out what other resources we have available including the weekly email monkey call and the weekly live videos on exploring different cognitive biases thanks for tuning in